there, and welcome to the Simply Living for Him podcast. I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living for Him. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Simply Living for Him podcast. On this podcast, I talk about all things simple, whether it's life out here in our little hobby farm, how I keep it simple in my homeschool, or you'll always just hear a lot about Jesus, because I truly do believe the remedy for clutter and chaos in our world is Jesus. The more we desire Him, the less we naturally desire the things of this world and the easier it is to live more simply. So I am back after a little hiatus on the podcast. We were traveling last week in Nashville, Tennessee, which I've got a lot of stories about that trip. And actually, today's episode is really going to be a little different. I don't have a... um, a big topic that I've chosen. I'm going to do sort of like a a week in the life, two weeks in the life. I'm going to tell you all about the things that have been going on, a lot of lessons learned, and maybe you'll just get to know me a little bit more and where I'm coming from. Uh, and I'm just going to share some stories with you in a very real and honest and transparent way, as always. Before I start, I want to thank my podcast sponsor, Apologia. Apologia is a Christ-centered, award-winning Christian homeschool provider. Their mission is to help homeschooling students and families learn, live, and defend the Christian faith through their print and digital curriculum and online classes. You can go over to Apologia.com, click on their Uh, homeschool help at the top. There's a bunch of free resources. You can also receive a free homeschool curriculum planning guide. Uh, They've got lots of new curriculum for next year. If you're looking new high school courses, new math courses, it's just uh, packed full of helps over there at Apologia.com. So today, like I said, I wanted to just kind of dive in and talk to you guys about some of the, the lessons that I've learned in the past couple of weeks. There's been a lot. uh, And share with you a lot about our journey. Last week, um, a a week ago today, actually, uh, I was over there in Nashville, Tennessee, uh, speaking for the Teach Them Diligently convention. And boy, you know, whenever I try to do anything ministry-wise, I have always, always seen the Satan attacks Um, right before. If you've been following me for any amount of time, you probably remember that every time I go on a ministry trip, something happens the week before, and this one was no different. So first, I'm going to start out with sharing a little bit of um, what I shared on my daily devotional on YouTube this morning. For those of you who don't know, I have a YouTube channel where I share daily devotional videos every single morning, Monday through Friday, um, and they're just short little, you know, five, ten minute devotionals and I'm always speaking about a scripture voice uh, voice <laughs> verse and always trying to really just help point people to Jesus. So many of you out there in Tennessee that I met told me that those devotionals encourage you and I'm so thankful. I also have the devotionals in our Simply Living for Him online women's community. You guys have heard me talk about the community here many times. Uh, real quick before I even go further Our community is turning one year old in April, and I have some really exciting things planned that are in the works for celebrating one year, over 1,200 women uh, growing closer to the Lord each day. We provide so many resources in the community to help women equip themselves in their walk with the Lord and to help women to uh, turn to the Lord, you know, how to discern His voice from all the other voices in this world. So we do that through various Bible studies 
studies, scripture writing and memorization challenges every month. We have Zoom calls for prayer. We just had one yesterday, where, or was it two days ago? Two days ago, I think it was, where we prayed for our husbands. And it was such a blessing to have women that were in various different parts of the country come together on a Wednesday afternoon at 2 p.m. simply to pray for the men in their lives. Such a blessing. Uh, We're going to have a virtual celebration in April. I'm going to be doing more information about that soon where we're going to hang out on our community, on our Zoom calls, and just encourage one another. One thing I will say about the community is in one year and 1,200 women, I have never had one instance of drama or negativity that I've had to handle in the community. These women are truly laser-focused focused when they come into the community, not to share memes and articles and things like that, but really we are all there for the same purpose, to lift each other up in the Lord. So I'd love for you to come on over. It's completely free. It is always free, um, and it's at simplylivingforhim.com slash community. So yes, today on my devotional, I talked about Colossians 3 and 4. I didn't read the whole thing, but I read snippets of it, and I would encourage you to do so as well. One thing that stood out to me was when you get down into Colossians 4, Paul is talking and he's saying about, um, well, in 3, he's talking about how we should live our new life in Christ and how we should behave in this world. And he's talking about, you know, being clothed in gentleness and mercy and forgiveness and forgiving others as we've been forgiven. And he's talking about being um, bonded and unity with love. And he talks about singing psalms and hymns of praise and thanksgiving. And then when you go into chapter four, he actually says that uh, he wants to remember the gospel and his purpose. And he says, that is why I am in chains. And it kind of hit me like a ton of bricks this morning because I was like kind of feeling down and low. And I almost didn't do my devotional because I was like, Lord, I'm tired. It's been a long two weeks. And uh, I don't know that I have much that I can encourage others with today when I'm feeling so low. And then I read this and I'm like, okay, now Paul was in jail. Paul was literally in chains. Paul was facing all kinds of persecution and hardship and struggle. And when you read chapter three, those do not sound like the words of somebody who's over there in chains. He's talking about forgiving. He's talking about have mercy and humility and gentleness and love. And he's talking about singing psalms of praise and thanksgiving. And he talks about being a representative of Christ while he's in chains. And boy, was I convicted because I'm looking around and I'm like, okay, Karen, you are not in jail. You are not being persecuted to that extent. And your words do not sound anything like Paul's right now. And so I gave a devotional about this on YouTube. You can find it. I'll link uh, my YouTube channel in the show notes. Um, But I was really convicted about that. And I wanted to share that here as well. Because the last two weeks have been a doozy for me. They've been an up and down, up and down doozy. And I was reminded this morning in reading Paul's words that our circumstances do not define the gospel. Amen. I mean, our our circumstances do not define how we behave. Yes, things can make us down and out. Believe me, that's where I was this morning, and that's where I've been a lot lately. But on the other hand, here's Paul. When you read chapter 3, it does not sound to you like someone who is in the circumstances of being persecuted and in chains. And so that really convicted me that Yes, I'm going through a couple of, you know, difficult circumstances these days, but that does not change the gospel and that does not change my ministry. 
That does not change the, like how I feel does not change the gospel. In fact, it should spur me on even more to share the gospel because there are many people in chains and not the chains that Paul was in, in the chains to the, to sin. And they don't know Jesus. They don't have that freedom. See, Paul was in chains, but he knew freedom. Paul was in chains, but he knew the liberty that came with being saved by Christ. And so there are folks out there who are in bondage to sin, and they don't have that freedom. And so I was reminded as I read this that I have no business deciding when and when not to share the gospel based on my feelings. And so I got on there and I did my devotional and I just was honest and real. And I, I talked about that. And I wanted to share that here on the podcast. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back now a couple of weeks and talk to you guys about all that's been going on here. And I just want to give glory to God. You know, sometimes I like to give you guys a little peek into my life. If you see uh, my Instagram, uh, I'm always doing stories over there. And I try to do a little peek into my life. But I am very well aware of the fact that, you know, many people will stumble across my social media or my podcast, you know, here and there. And they never really fully get a backstory. And it's really hard to give a full picture of someone's life when you're just giving snippets on Instagram and Facebook and podcasting or YouTube or whatever it is. So I thought today, you know, this is a good time for those who are listening to really get a little bit of a look behind the scenes even more. Um, And I also want to say that when I was in Nashville, Tennessee last week, it was really encouraging that most people who come up to me after I speak say, I listen to your podcast and I just love that. So if you're a listener, I so appreciate the fact that you tell me that um, because that just makes me want to sit down and continue to do it every single week, knowing that it is just blessing just one person out there. And so let's go back now to uh, a couple of weeks ago. So, you know, traveling this year to Nashville to speak at Teach Them Diligently was the very first speaking event I have had since the whole pandemic began. Last year, I spoke at the end of February in Nashville, and then I was supposed to speak six more times on various places across the country um, for Teach Them Diligently, and I absolutely love speaking at these conventions. It's just such a privilege and an honor and a blessing. And so those were all canceled. And then this year, when uh, things were sort of turning around in the country and it looked like, you know, things would be open enough to do a live event, Teach Them Diligently contacted me and said, you know, would I like to come to Nashville, uh, Round Rock, Texas, Mobile, Alabama, and Rogers, Arkansas. And I said, absolutely. And we will see, you know, what things are like as far as traveling and all of that. So as the weeks were leading up to Nashville, I kept getting like, you know, those little voices like, you know, do you really want to go? Is this the right thing to do? Uh, It's the middle of a pandemic. What's it going to be like? You know, are people even going to go? Um, And will it be safe? And all of those things. And You know, I feel like there's definitely people on both sides of the fence. There's the people that are like, of course, we want to gather together again. Of course, you know, it's important to do an in-person event. And then there's the people on the other side that are like, are you crazy? You're going to travel and put your family in, you know, jeopardy and all those things. So I know that there's people on both sides of the fence. And I will say that I even spoke to my doctor who assured me that he thought it was safe for me to go and all of those things. So... 
The convention itself, for anyone who's wondering what it was like to go speak at a convention in the middle of a pandemic, um, they had a lot of protocols in place. The venue put them into place, not necessarily teach them diligently, but it was a strict mask mandate for everyone in attendance. There were uh, huge spacings between uh, the attendees that came to my sessions. I felt very safe. I was either on a stage very far away from anyone while I was speaking without my mask, obviously. Um, And, you know, the seats were all spaced out. And then afterwards, I definitely was able to connect with people and talk with people, but there weren't these massive crowds. But I will say it was nice to see people gathered again. It was nice to see people, even under those circumstances, to say, hey, you know what's more important than all these protocols and mandates? That we get to be together. And you know what? Everyone had a choice to be there. If you weren't comfortable, then you certainly didn't have to go. But if you were comfortable, then you were able to say, you know what? I want to have real life interaction again. And what was really cool was teach them diligently live streamed many of the sessions. So if you weren't able to go, you were able to watch uh, live stream. And if you purchase a membership to teach them diligently 365, you will have lifetime access, not access, not only to all of my sessions this past weekend, all of all the sessions this past weekend and all of the sessions that have ever taken place at a previous Teach Them Diligently convention. So that is a huge, huge um, amount of encouragement. So I will link also to that on my website uh, or on the show notes so you can find all that information. So anyway, the week leading up to Nashville, it was like very much, you know, in my... uh, life felt very touch and go. Do I pack? Do I not? Are we going? Are we not? (laughs) Like you're always waiting. Is it going to be canceled? Is everything going to turn out okay? And so as per usual, I don't know that there's been many trips that I've traveled on that we haven't had this issue, but there was, you know, these huge issues of tornadoes and weather. I'm telling you, every time I travel, there's either a blizzard or some kind of major storm or whatever it is. And so I don't know why I thought this would be different. But of course, you know, the day that we're leaving, they're calling for these horrific storms and tornadoes to take place in the South. And, you know, that in my head, I get these voices, you know, can't, not voices literally in my head. But, you know, you should cancel. Why are you putting your family in jeopardy? You see, for us, it's a 14-hour drive down to Nashville. We've done this every year for seven years. And it's something, actually, that we look forward to. We do actually enjoy it. Um, We enjoy staying in the Opryland. We enjoy all of that. But this year, since it was going to be different, you know, I always had that little bit of voice in my head that was like, you know, it's one thing for you to go, Karen, but you're bringing your whole family or is this safe and all that. And now you're driving them into tornado land. So, of course, there was all of that. And then we get to uh, the night before the trip. And we had to be up at, I was set my alarm for, I think it was 3.30 a.m. And I do not have trouble sleeping. I am sorry for those who suffer from insomnia, but I have never had trouble sleeping except, you know, maybe a few rare instances in my life. My head hits the pillow. I'm out like a light. I love to sleep. So I usually don't have trouble sleeping unless I know I have to be up early for like a flight or traveling. And so I got into bed nice and early. I thought I'll relax. I'll settle in. And guess what? I never fell asleep. 3.30 came around and guess who was still awake? Me. And so now I'm panicking and I'm thinking, 
well, I'm not going to be able to help with the driving because I'm going to be like dizzy from tiredness. And, you know, Steve's going to have to do all the driving. And this is, you know, I'm just going to, this is me. Every time I have a trip, I say to Steve, I'm canceling. We're not going. I'm sorry, we're not going. And it's hard to explain, but deep down in my spirit, I always know when God is telling me to do something. Like I, logically, maybe everything didn't line up, circumstances, but I knew that I should go. So it's very important for you guys out there. When you're in a situation where you feel in your flesh that you shouldn't do something, but you have that little nudging deep down from the spirit, always, always follow the spirit and not the flesh. Thankfully, I have a husband who knows the uh, pattern that has happened over the years with trips. And he was like, you know, at 3.30 when the alarm goes off, I said, I haven't slept. I don't think I can do this. I don't want to go. I'm d- we're just, I'm not going to go. And he's like, no, we're going. Like he doesn't even want to hear it. So with that, you know, we get in the car and I try to sleep in the back. See, it's so funny that now that we have just our three boys that we travel with, they, uh, they, we have the oldest sits up front. We have two in the middle and they give me the entire third back row, which I thoroughly enjoy. So I did manage to sleep a little bit back there. Not much. Um, and guess what? As we were getting closer to Nashville and these storms were approaching and I'm watching the weather map, we had a literal clear path where we were, where our little car was on the radar to getting there before the storms started. So that was really cool. And thankfully, Nashville did not suffer any damage, although I know that places in the South did that uh, week. And I feel very sorry for that. Um, And so we managed to get there, and and that was all fine and well. And then I want to share with you a little bit about um, what I spoke about at the convention, because whether you're a homeschooler or not, it's really important that you hear this message. One of the biggest things that I spoke about during my sessions was um, that uh, the homeschool journey will end, but your relationship with your family is what is eternal. And your relationship with the Lord is eternal. And your children's relationship with the Lord is eternal. So one of the points I really wanted to drive home over that weekend and in every session that I gave was to really, you know, help families to focus on that because families are there right at that time during the convention and they're all focused on what curriculum should I buy and what method and what system and, you know, how can we homeschool, you know, to get into the best colleges and they're really, really focused on all the how-tos in homeschooling and I try to focus families on the why, you know, what is your eternal goal here and, you know, building your family because homeschooling ends, ask me how I know. All of a sudden, I have one off in college living her independent life, and I have another getting ready to leave this summer. It goes so fast. And guess what? The books are done. The curriculum is done. But those relationships that I built with those children is now what will go on way past the 18 years of the homeschooling journey, or 12 years if you want to count, or 13 years if you want to count the school years, right? So those things are what truly matter. And while the academics are important and the homeschool, you know, academic part of it is important, to me what families really need to remember is that's just a temporary season. Your relationship with your children goes on forever and their relationship with the Lord and your relationship with the Lord. So those are the things that we truly need to nurture in those 18 years. And so if you... um 
are able to um, have access to the Teach Them Diligently 365 membership. You can hear all of those sessions that I gave. Um, and so I just wanted to encourage you guys out there listening, even if you're not a homeschooler, if you're a parent, remember that every season you're in is temporary, but your relationship with your kids is eternal and their relationship with the Lord and your relationship with the Lord. So those are the things to truly focus on that matter most. And so I, I talked about that message a lot. And then uh, we were coming home from our trip. And <clears throat> let me tell you what happened on the way home. Uh, so we were there, let's see, Wednesday we arrived we spoke, I spoke Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and immediately after I spoke Saturday, we headed back home to New Jersey for our 14-hour drive. And so the trip went very well while we were there. I felt very safe. Again, like I said, I really wasn't in contact with many people other than when I was speaking during my sessions. Mostly we were in the hotel or at a restaurant. I don't have an exhibitor booth, so I'm not there, you know, uh, talking to uh, customers all day long or anything like that. And so it went well. I met a lot of people um, after each of my sessions. Um, that was very, you know, such a blessing just to hear that my message encouraged others. And then we were on our way home, maybe about halfway into our trip home, somewhere in Virginia, where my oldest got sick. And at first I thought that he was just dehydrated. He hadn't really ate that much or drank that much. And, you know, he was probably just not feeling well from being in the car and kind of like, you know, out of sorts from being away. <clears throat> but of course you get this, you know, voice in your head that says, oh, you took him down to Nashville and now, you know, he got sick and he's bringing that home. And so, of course, I'm dealing with that, those nerves on the way home. And then I was praying and I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, Please show me why, you know, why it was necessary for me to be on this trip. And kind of selfishly, this always happens. I always will come home and have like, you know, one person that either told me during the event or afterwards, you know, maybe a testimony of something that I said, how it encouraged them. And it always feels like, well, that was the reason I went for that one person. And so driving home, I was sort of like, Lord, I need to know that this was like from you, that I went there and I didn't, you know, follow my flesh. I followed you for real because now I feel like my son is sick and maybe he caught something there. And, you know, was this really from you? And I have to say this as well. I crack up at myself sometimes because I'm like, you know, I say to myself, oh, you know, we're having all these struggles, the pandemic or tornadoes or, you know, anything, sickness. And I look at Paul in the Bible and I'm like, you know what? <laughs> There was something I read on my way down to, uh, in, in Acts, on my way down to the convention. And I was like, seriously, Paul faced, you know, shipwreck and persecution and, you know, snake bites and, uh, you know, storms and all these things. And I'm like, oh, Lord, is it, you know, this hardship of me going to the Opryland Resort in Nashville, Tennessee to minister? Like, seriously, it puts me in my place because I'm like, really? I, I'm not facing hardship like that. I'm not going to minister out in, you know, um, a hostile environment. I'm going to the Opryland Resort. So it, sometimes it puts me in my place. Um, and so I'm driving home and I'm like, Lord, you know, just show me that the reason I was there, you know, kind of selfishly asking, but I was like, Lord, show me the reason I was there. And so I get this message just a few hours later. I get this message from an attendee 
and it blew me away. And I'm not going to go into all the details, but I'm going to tell you that it just blew me away. This woman and her friend had come to my very first session where I discussed what I just said to you about the eternal value of the homeschooling journey, you know, focusing on building relationships that are eternal and not getting caught so much, getting caught up so much in the homeschool journey itself, which ends. And this woman just proceeded to give me this long message about such a horrific tragedy that she had listened to my session and shortly after they were notified that a family member a young family member had been killed in a terrible accident and they had to leave the convention immediately. And all of a sudden, she said, in that moment, everything changed. Here they were dealing with this, you know, horrific tragedy. And she said that the words that I spoke about the homeschool journey just being this short season, but what goes on for eternal, she said that actually comforted them in their grief. And she said she was like living out what I had actually said. Like, you know what? When it's all said and done, you have to remember the things that are eternal. And here they were they were faced with eternity for this family member that was taken so suddenly and so soon. And in that moment, I said, okay, Lord, thank you for showing me why I was there. I'm not thanking God for that tragedy in any way. But Lord, I believe you gave me and you gave this woman the confirmation of that message, which isn't my message, that's from the Lord, um, that things that we do matter for eternity, that when this young life was taken suddenly and so soon, there was comfort in knowing that the things that will go on for eternity were that those relationships with the Lord and with each other. And they saw firsthand how things can end in the blink of an eye, just like the homeschooling journey will end. It's finite. But the things you do during that journey will last forever. And so I was just so struck on the way home. I couldn't believe it. I was like, wow, Lord, I didn't expect you to answer my prayer that way. But you showed me for sure that I had a purpose in being there. And so that was, that was just an amazing blessing. We got home super late, maybe 1.30 in the morning, 12.30. I don't even remember now, 1 o'clock in the morning, um, Saturday into Sunday. And, you know, I put my kids to bed. I didn't put them to bed. They go to bed. They're teenagers. But you know what I mean. <laughs> so they go to bed. And the next morning, I'm like, all right, we'll wake up. And I'm sure that my son will feel better. And he did somewhat, but he was still off. And then uh, he started to run a very, very, very low fever. So we went to the... Um, doctor he had a covid test thankfully that came back negative and thankfully he did heal within another 24 hours or so and he was completely fine but isn't that just like the enemy to say you are trying to do things for the lord well watch out because i'm going to ruin them i mean i will be honest with you when i go on these trips i'm not going there to sell stuff i don't even have an exhibitor booth i truly go for that one person who will say you pointed me back to the Lord. I was all caught up in this homeschool stuff, but you pointed me back to the Lord. Like, I really believe in ministering and serving these families. But boy, when you do that, is it hard? Because Satan will do everything he can to say, you're going to drive 14 hours just to minister to one person? Yeah, I am. That's what I say back to him. Yeah, I am. Um, and, you know, you're going to put your family in, in uh, maybe jeopardy. And I'm like, you know what, Paul, 
faced hardships. You know what? I remember um, uh, Jesus. We were watching, um, do you guys watch The Chosen? We were watching that recently. And there's one point where they're going to travel through Samaria and the uh, Samaria and the the disciples are like, what do you mean we're going to go that way? It's dangerous. And he's like, I'm not here to be safe. And again, me traveling to the Gaylord Opryland Resort in Nashville, Tennessee is hardly dangerous. Um, but in the middle of a pandemic, it certainly can be. But I'm reminded that we don't live according to our circumstances. We live according to how God leads us. And, you know, we don't, the gospel doesn't just get shared in easy circumstances, right? And so God taught me a lot on this trip that I have to listen to that voice to follow him, no matter if it's hard, no matter, you know, I, I said to my husband, my motivation always has to be for the kingdom of God. Matthew 6.33 says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all of these things will be given to you. That's our life verse. If you look at the New Living Translation, I love how it says, make the kingdom of God your primary concern. So if my primary concern day to day is the kingdom of God, then that is what should be motivating me. Fear should never motivate me. Fear should never stop me from making the kingdom of God my primary concern. And so, you know, like I said, I know there's people on both sides of the fence who are like, oh, please, you know, going to Nashville, Tennessee certainly isn't dangerous. And then there's people who are like, you're crazy. You're bringing your family out in the pandemic to a situation where there's big crowds and, you know, all these things. And in the end, I listen to the Lord. I listen to him. And so no matter where you're at in a situation that would be, uh, you know, something that you might be facing today, you listen to the Lord because he doesn't promise safety. If you're following the Lord and you're following him into a situation which may, you know, seem in by worldly circumstances that isn't ideal, you follow him anyway. But you have to know it's from the Lord. And that's where being in the word and communicating with him daily is so important. That is why I do what I do in our Simply Living for Him community, because so many women are floundering around saying, I want to hear the Lord's voice, but I don't know how. I want to, I want to know where he's leading me, but I, I don't, I'm not clear. You're not going to be clear unless you're spending time with him, unless you're listening to his word, unless you're immersing yourself in his word, unless you're praying like never before, unless you're in constant communication with him. You need to be led by the Spirit. And so... You will not be able to discern if you're just, you know, overthinking in your flesh. You need to be over praying in the spirit. And so that is how we discern. And that is how I discern. Do I go to Nashville or not? And so the next question was, there's three more um, events for Teach Them Diligently. One is taking place right now. So as you can imagine, I'm not there because I'm here uh, uh, home and I'm recording this. Um, there are three more events coming up that I was not, I am not able to go. God closed the door for sure on those, um, for whatever reason. Uh, the travel situation is just not working out. It is difficult to fly for me right now into some of these airports. The flights are so limited that unless I want like a 22-hour layover or a very, 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 you know, unheard of expensive ticket, it's just not, it's not um, doable. So I won't be going to the next three Teach Them Diligently uh, conventions, although there is one coming up in Ohio that is drivable, and they just announced it in May. I may, uh, in May, and I may be at that one, but I don't know for sure yet until it's confirmed, but I will let you know if it is. Um, so 
That is a little bit of what went on with our trip last week. There were many of you out there who were praying for us, who were following me on Instagram, who were sending me messages. I thank you so, so much for that. So since we've come home, things have been a little bit up and down as well. I've got a daughter out at school. She's going, I'm not going to share all her personal things, but she's going through a lot of ups and downs lately. And so that's been weighing heavy on me. Um, she's been dealing with just a ton of different things. And so... You know, that as a mom who's, you know, away from their daughter, that weighs heavy on me. And so since, you know, we've come home, it's like every day I feel like there's always something to worry about. But isn't that life? You know, we never get to this place where all of a sudden, you know, everything is perfect because that's what heaven is for. And so it's part of the Christian life. It's like, all right, Lord, what have you got for me today? What challenges are we going to face? What things am I praying for? And it's not necessarily, okay, Lord, change these circumstances. It's how do we behave in these circumstances? How do we make the kingdom of God our primary concern no matter what the circumstances? How do I do, as it says in Colossians 3, that I talked about in my daily devotional today. How do I behave where, where Paul is talking about clothing myself in love and patience and gentleness and humility, practicing forgiveness, forgiving others, um, you know, binding ourselves in unity and love. Talks about singing psalms of praise and thanksgiving. Talks about being an ambassador for Christ, letting our words represent Christ. And he says all that in the most dire of circumstances. He's in chains. He says at the end of chapter four, remember my chains. So I want to encourage you all today, no matter what you're going through, if you had a crazy up and down two weeks like me, don't we all have a crazy up and down life in general? But remember Paul's chains. Paul, who had gone from um, persecuting Christians to now being persecuted himself. He had gone from one end of the spectrum to the other. He had seen it all. If there's anyone out there who had seen it all, it's Paul. And what does he talk about? Love, unity, gentleness, forgiveness, and furthering the gospel. Oh my goodness, am I convicted. When I think about these past two weeks, yes, they're a struggle for, they, there's various things that I'm not even going to talk about all on here that have, have been a struggle, but these, these things are nothing that no one hasn't dealt with before. I think of Paul, remember my chains. And so that's a little bit about what's been going on here. Um, other than that, I'm going to share with you just little life updates. I wanted to remind you about the Simply Living for Him community. I've been really working hard on, on our ministry and, um, you know, just, I want to continue to expand Simply Living for Him in as many ways as I can. I have a lot of ideas in the works, um, a lot of things I'm praying about, but I'm just every day, Lord, use me, no matter how big or small, use me. My, I want my life to count, Lord, not for the things of this earth, but for the things of this world. So we've been, uh, I've been working on the ministry. We're finishing up our homeschool year. I told a lot of homeschooling families this weekend, so or this past weekend. So if you're listening and you're a homeschool family, I know that this time of the year, you're ready to throw in the towel. <laughs> Spring is springing and you're like, you know what? Let's just do math and read every day. And, and you know, next year is going to be the year we finally get it together. Next year is going to be the year where I get the best curriculum. Next year is the year where I finally figure it out. Well, we're going on year 16 of homeschooling. And guess what? I've never found that next year that I'm always hoping for. So if you're like me and you're kind of tired and burnt out and weary, finish this year well. Focus on this year because who knows what next year brings. As we can see, we never know from day to day what will happen. I encourage you, finish this year well. 
Look at your day today and say, how can I live today well? And next year will take care of itself. Um, So we're trying to finish up our homeschool year. I've got one son who's getting ready to graduate. It's so bittersweet. Uh, You can pray for me on that one because, you know, it's just, uh, it's bittersweet. I'm so thrilled for him to start his adult life, but I'm also, you know, just feeling all the mommy feels, right? So we're trying to finish out our homeschool year well. I won't be traveling so very much. Um, and then we've got a lot of big transitions coming on the horizon, and I will share all those when I can. Um, but lots of life big transitions going on. Other than that, we want to start growing our garden, so you'll probably see a lot on Instagram stories about that. We're a little bit behind in the planning and doing. We've got to uncover and unbury ourselves from the winter we had here, clean up everything. Um, so you'll be seeing a lot on Instagram and Facebook about what we're doing over here. Just life on our little hobby farm, still trying to keep it going. We've lost several chickens this, uh, this season as well. Um, we've got a pesky fox. Oh, I'm going to tell you a funny story. Oh, it's not funny. At the time it was traumatic. We had a fox the other day that was kind of lurking every single day around 5 PM. We would see it and we would put the chickens away because we, we kept seeing it. And so the other day I went to make dinner, it was, it was five o'clock and it was a beautiful, beautiful spring sunny day. So I said, you know what, I'm going to go outside and sit on the deck just for five minutes before I start dinner because that sunshine was calling me. Well, that was the Lord because I opened up the deck door and as I went out there, I heard all this commotion and I look and the chickens are scattering around running and there's a fox with my duck in its mouth. No joke. I start screaming like you wouldn't believe. The boys come running out. The fox drops the duck and runs. And the duck wasn't harmed in the least. I don't know how that happened. It's a miracle. But that's one of those things, you know, your flesh is saying make dinner, but God's saying go sit in the sunshine. (laughs) You listen. One of those things where I felt a nudging to go sit outside and I did. And thank the Lord I did. So whatever I don't know how that fox didn't kill the duck I don't know how the duck wasn't injured but it wasn't so we've got those kinds of things going on here at the little hobby farm uh, taking care of the animals Um, we're trying to finish school well like I said I won't be traveling so much so I'll have a little bit more downtime and a little bit more focus on the family focusing on our school focusing on the ministry and that's what I'm up to around here remember the biggest thing I want you to remember right now is even though I kind of talked about all different things going on lately the biggest thing I want you to remember is focus on the eternal things each day focus on what truly matters most and listen to the Lord's leading you know and you won't be able to hear his voice among all the noise each day unless you're spending time with him if you need help and you want to be equipped spending time with him and you want to be encouraged come on over to the simply living for him online women's community it's completely free you can participate in as little or as much as you want we have all different ways for you to uh, get closer to the lord in there and providing resources to help you do that at simplylivingforhim.com slash community if you go over to amazon you can find a lot of my homeschooling books as well as my simply living for him devotional to help all women get in the word it's not just for homeschooling women but if you need a little like a uh, kind of tune up or a spiritual boost in your homeschool my homeschooling books would help to encourage you to do that and if you need a little boost and a spiritual tune up in your time with the lord 
The Simply Living for Him devotional is designed to do just that. I also have my uh, homeschooling e-courses, Simplify Your Homeschool and Bible-based homeschooling e-courses. You can find all the information on my website. I will link them also in the show notes. I'd love for you to check those out and everything that you uh, purchase on Amazon or an e-course, those things all help to keep my ministry going here at Simply Living for Him. So I thank you for listening. I'd love to hear from you. Let me know um, how you're doing. How can I pray for you? I would be honored and privileged to pray for you. Send me a note anytime. And until the next time, I wish you all the blessings and joy in Jesus today.